Welcome to the Wealth Builders Podcast. I'm Billy Epperhart, and on this show, you're going to hear from industry leaders in business, real estate, and investing. Our Wealth Builder coaches and myself are excited to teach you how to make sense of making money for making a difference. Okay, let's get started. Well, hello and welcome to this week's Wealth Builders Podcast. I am so grateful that you joined us and we've got a very special podcast for you with a very special guest, our own Mike Davis, who is an amazing pastor, real estate coach. Hey, Mike, do you want to greet everybody? Thank you, Karen. I'm so happy to be here. And I just I'm so grateful for the Wealth Builders family and believe it's such a blessing to be part of this fantastic group. Amen. I'll tell you, there's a lot that is happening in Wealth Builders, really in the world. And we're just so grateful. You know, we say this a lot, but it's just, um, you know, it's impactful every time we mention, I'm just so grateful that Billy and Becky said yes to God to start Wealth Builders and to give us all an opportunity to really learn how to build wealth God's way. And I, I really am impressed with the the way that with their character, with the with the information, just their heart for all of us, that we really get to come alongside and um, benefit from all the things that they have learned. And it's sort of that analogy that Brant was talking about, you know, the birds uh, that they have a formation and then the people behind or the birds behind them have got a much easier path in track. And I feel like that's what they've paid for all of us and for all of you that are listening. So we're just so grateful for that. And we're so grateful for all of you just um, being a part of the Wealth Builders family. I do want to remind you that we do have an event coming up. It's a real estate workshop. And Mike, you know, we are completely sold out in person, but we have live stream tickets available. So you won't want to miss it. It's um, we're growing and doing things different. We're adding some things that I think will be a real benefit for you. So even if you've attended past real estate workshops, I would encourage you, uh, you're going to learn something new. There's going to be some new teachings, new trainings. Uh, we're adding things in the second X and the third X. So uh, I think you'll you'll really love being a part of it. And so to Mike, today, what you're going to be talking about is um, helping us to do a new thing. You know, sometimes we get stuck in what we're doing or when you see a little success, it's kind of hard to like, really is, do I need to move on from here? I'm pretty comfortable. So I'm really excited to hear what you're going to share with us today. And so everyone, I'm turning it over to you, Mike Davis. Oh, thank you so much, Karen. You know, the Bible says that God is a God of increase. And so um, it's sometimes we just do exactly what you said. We get stuck and or we have a fear, uh, especially if you were watching the news, you're going to have a fear not to do anything. Oh, my goodness. It's just really sad. But in Isaiah chapter 43, this is verse 17 through 19, the NLT, it says, I called forth the mighty army of Egypt with all its chariots and horses. I drew them beneath the waves and they drowned their lives snuffed out like a smoldering candle wick. And you just stop and think about that, Karen, you know, how in the world can the children of Israel be set free and be delivered because they have no weapons. They're just uh, kind of like a bunch of uh, people with nothing. And uh, they're coming against 
or the, the largest army known in the known world at that time was coming against them. So, I mean, it was just going to be a terrible slaughter. But who would have thought how God delivered them? It was just amazing. But he says, but forget all of that. I mean, that was a tremendous thing. But God just turns around and says, hey, just forget all of that. That's no big deal. It is nothing compared to what I'm going to do. Wow, that just really slapped me upside the head, you know. I mean, that was a tremendous thing, what he did for uh, the children of Israel when Egypt was coming against them. He says, "Forget, just forget about that. That's nothing compared to what I'm going to do. From I'm, I'm about to do something new. See, I have already begun. Do you not see it? I will make a pathway through the wilderness, and I will create rivers and dry wasteland. And uh, the message translation in verse 19 says, be alert, be present. I'm doing, I'm about to do something brand new. It's bursting out. Don't you see it? There it is. I'm making a road through the desert rivers in the badlands. And so, I mean, it's just exciting that God, he's always wanting to do something new. He never gets stagnant. He's always wanting to increase us. He's always wanting to cause us to look up higher. And everything we are facing, God has prepared us for it. I mean, people are so shocked and and all, you know, I, I thought, you know, in my lifetime, I would never see the United States and, and this shape that it's in. But you know what? God has always seen it. And he's never, ever left us or forsaken us. And he wants us to not let all of this drag us down, but to continually look up and continually believe that we are on his ascending path. I know there's been times in my life and probably all of y'all's lives that, you know, when you God opens a door and you see this magnificent opportunity and this huge room of just opportunity and blessing. But then all of a sudden God says, all right, that's going to be the ceiling, but I'm going to take you to where that's going to be the floor for the next door opportunity. Well, so many times I've done this in my life. We hang on to that doorknob we just came through. And if we're going to go to the next door, we have to let go. We have to let go of that door. And just we're, we're all we just like familiarity, do we not? We like that. And God says, I'm going to take you to a place you've never been before. So there will not be any familiarity in this. So you got to let go. You let go. And, you know, uh, Karen, I teach on team building for the real estate coaching clients. but um, one of the people I just thought of this this past week is that I never talk about, but it's encouragement. Uh, we need to be encouraged, first of all, by God, spending time with him, reading his word. Man, I, I mean, you can get tremendous encouragement from God, but also uh, the Lord wants us to be connected to people. And um, Barnabas, his name actually means son of encouragement. And uh, Karen, I'm going to toot your horn. I, I've noticed this about you, and that is if Frank or me or anybody on our team or just anybody in general that we're having conversation with and they say, well, you know, I'm, I'm not too good at that or I have a problem with that, they, you always just don't hesitate or anything. Well, I don't think that. I think you're really good. You just immediately do that. And I just think... You are a female Barnabas. I mean, you're gifted in so many areas. You're gifted in so many areas. But Karen, we need people like that in our lives because of the great challenge that God has for us. He wants us to go up higher. 
And if we are just around people that say, well, man, that's tough. I don't know. if Can you do something like that? We need people around us to say, hey, you can do this. God's inside of you. And uh, the people who are successful, Karen, they see things that others can't. That is so true. It is. And, uh, and, and like you, you've, you've pointed out things in my life and other people's life that we are blind to. We don't even see that in our own self, you know? And uh, I think that's a pretty common uh, weakness uh, in all of us from time to time that we don't see things in us that God has placed, but other people do. So it's, it's just great to have people like that around you that will say, hey, you can do this, or I see that, or you're really good at this. And so uh, this is what I believe God does and he wants to do for us. And that is in Psalms 1828, because Karen, we need to start seeing things. We need to start seeing things and we're not seeing what God wants us to see. And uh, I mean, it's easy to see the negative in this place and that America's in, it's easy to see negative things, you know, people are, you know, slamming the church, and they can be negative about the church, and granted, you know, I, I understand that, but I do know one thing, God says the gates of hell are not going to prevail against the church, so no matter how dark it gets, darkness can't overtake the light, the light's always going to be shining, but this is what God wants to do for us in Psalms 1828, God, all at once you turned, this is the Passion Translation, God, all at once you turned on a floodlight for me. You are the revelation light in my darkness, and in your brightness, I can see the path ahead. That is just a tremendous scripture. God does not get a pin light, flashlight. It says he gets a floodlight for me, and his revelation light just lights up in my darkness. And so, the problem with being in darkness is you can't see very far in front of you. You don't know what's in front of you. Uh, but God is saying here, I will turn on a floodlight that you'll be able to see the path in front of you. And uh, Psalms 119, 105, it says this, truth's shining light guides me in my choices and decisions. The revelation of your word makes my pathway clear. That's a passion translation. So God is obviously not only wanting us to see in front of us, but he wants things to be clear in front of us. And I know a lot of times it's faith by taking those steps. You know, I live in Pueblo West, which is a, like a bedroom community of Pueblo. It's about nine miles west of Pueblo. And at nighttime, when I'm leaving the office or, or leaving Pueblo to go home, uh, I turn on the headlights and they only shine, what, 20, 30, 40 feet in front of me. And I'm thinking, you may think, well, man, it doesn't shine far enough to get to Pueblo West. But this is the thing. Once you start driving, it continually lights up your path. And that's what God wants to do. He's just wanting us to do, hey, you just keep driving. You just keep doing this new thing, walking in this new thing that I'm doing for you. And I will continue. It's not just going to be lit up for 20 feet. When you go, it will shine before you it will stay clear. And so the only way to walk up higher for God to uh, get us to that high place is that we need to see higher. And the good news is, is that he will make sure that the light shines bright and that you will be able to do that. And so life can just drive the dream out of us. And I believe that is happening. It is just 
the hardness that's going that people are going through, the tough times that people are going through, it tends to make everybody, okay, I'm going to just forget my dreams or I'm going to forget doing this new thing. And uh, I hear that. And uh, people even uh, their marriage isn't so good. So they kind of give up on their marriage. Their finances aren't good. So they're not going to try to do anything. And they just don't think their future is bright. And this is what uh, a pastor friend of mine said. He said, you will either live up to your dreams or you will live down to your doubts. And so no matter how tough life is, no matter how tough life is, God is saying the dream is never going to die. I knew what was going to happen in America. And so don't give up. I just keep telling people, you know, don't give up. And I have to tell sometimes look in the mirror and say that to myself to encourage myself. But Colossians chapter one, verse nine and 10, Colossians one, nine and 10, it says, this is a Phillips translation. It's a little bit different, but I like it. It says, we are asking God that you may see things as it were from his point of view by being given spiritual insight and understanding. But he's praying this for the people that they'll see things. We also pray that your outward lives, which men see, may bring credit to your master's name and that you may bring joy to his heart by hearing genuine Christian fruit and that your knowledge of God may grow yet deeper and deeper. This is a great quote by Miles Monroe. He said, God's not trying to make you into something. And I don't know about you, but it just seems like the majority of my Christian life, I'm just trying to make myself into something. And, and it says, God's not trying to make you into something. He's trying to expose the real you he already sees. And it, it just, awesome. it's humbling. Isn't that amazing quote? Yes. It, it is just a humbling thing that God sees greatness in us and that he just is trying his best to cause us to see what is on the inside of us so that we can do what he's called us to do. And we'll never be able to get to our destination if we don't do that, Karen. If we don't see what Karen, what um, what God wants us to see, Karen, uh, we won't get to that destination. And how many people have gone to the grave and, and gone halfway or gone three quarters or even nine tenths, you know, but uh, in Proverbs 20, and I'm throwing a lot of scripture at everybody, but Proverbs 29, 18, I'm a preacher, you know, this is the message translation, Proverbs 29, 18. If people can't see what God is doing, they stumble all over themselves, over themselves. But when they attend to what he reveals, they are most blessed. That is just tremendous. And so, I mean, we can say that our blessing is almost not totally, but part of the blessing picture, Karen, is seeing what God has revealed to us or done for us. If we are not seeing it, then our blessing will only go to a certain level. That's but, so um, good, Mike. It, well, it's true. Go ahead. Well, I was just thinking about, um, I'm really getting encouraged. I know all of you listening are too. But I was just thinking that as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. And why God tells us like to, uh, I'll do more than you can ask or think or imagine. And in that, there's a process to me that's like, we do need to ask, we need to think, we need to imagine, right? And then he says, he'll do exceeding abundantly above and beyond all of that. But there's a process where, 
we align ourselves with God, we see ourselves the way that God sees us. And, you know, that takes spending time with the Lord in the word around people that that bring us up, that see that potential, like you were saying, in us um, that are encouragers, not discouragers. And even as we do real estate business, you know, you pastor a church, we, we have a lot of things going and there is opportunities pretty much every day to be discouraged and look, you know, at what is wrong. But when we keep our mindset here, um, I just really feel like God can, can really work through us to make change and make a difference because we are aligning and trying to think the way that he thinks and we're agreeing with him. And I was just thinking um, about real estate, even with during the Great Depression, we mentioned that people, even those Great Depression, there's more millionaires that were um, established during that time than any other time in history. And you think about what that took, it took them seeing the opportunity instead of the problem. And I think we're in a very similar time today on so many fronts. I believe so. And um, I, I, I like to share this illustration. This illustration really has help me. And, um, you know, I was in the Air Force. I love aircraft. And um, in 1947, Chuck Yeager broke the sound barrier. And uh, that was Mach 1. That's the sound barrier. But to get before that happened, Karen, and this would be good, just what's going on in the world right now. uh, Right before each person tried to break the sound barrier, the plane would start to rattle, I mean, and shake. And, and then some, a lot of the times the aircraft would completely go out of control. Britain totally uh, wiped out the program of trying to break the sound barrier in the forties because their main pilots were crashing and dying because the plane would go out of control. So they just scrapped trying to break the, the sound barrier, but America, they kept pushing forward and kept pushing forward. I mean, the plane, I could just see the plane shaking and everything, and then they would have to back off the throttles uh, because they were losing control. But Chuck Yeager, they did a little bit of tweaking on the plane, and Chuck Yeager got in. And this time, uh, he said about Mach 0.94 is when you start just losing it. And he mm-hmm. said this time he kept pushing and kept pushing in throttles, and all of a sudden he hit Mach 1. And when he hit Mach 1, Karen, he said this. He made this statement. It was like sipping lemonade on the front porch. It was smooth as silk. And I thought about in life. This is so good. In life, there is a pressure. If you study the sound barrier, Mm -hmm. the pressure comes on the front of that plane. All of the resistance of gravity, the force of gravity, the force of sound is pushing and holding. It's like a wall that's pushing against the nose of that aircraft. And that's when, when it gets to that point, it starts losing control. Of course, our aircraft are much better made today, but still it, back then it was just uh, noisy, terrible, out of control. And then you have to push it ever so slightly. And, and everybody should Google pictures of sound aircraft breaking the sound barrier. It is, it's like this cloud, a ring of cloud, and you can see it. It's an awesome picture. And it moves from the when it starts breaking it, it moves from the front and goes all the way to the rear, that wall of sound. And once it gets to the wall of that, the plane gets in front of that, the aircraft has no resistance whatsoever. And I'm just minded, mindful of 
what God, when we grab a hold of him taking us to this new thing, to this new place, whatever's new, it can be like that. I mean, you're just feel like life is out of control. Everything's noisy. Everything's going wrong. And you feel like, man, I may die in this. And But Chuck Yeager, he just kept pushing and kept pushing. And once he broke, nobody knew what would happen. And there was a sonic boom. And people on the ground thought his plane disintegrated. But there was a sonic boom. And once he got through that, it was a time of rest and relaxation. All the gauges were steady. The plane was steady. I believe when God wants us to realize when he's taken us through to this new thing, a new door, a new opportunity, man, it's like people say, it may feel like all hell's breaking loose, but don't quit. Don't give up. You keep hanging on to the throttle and keep pushing forward. And you realize the grace. And that's what it is. The grace of God is the thrusters on your, your aircraft. that's going to push you through. And it's going to be like sipping lemonade on the front porch, man. I'm telling you, it's a it's an awesome thing. Wow, Mike, that is such a word of encouragement. And I, I really uh, know the Holy Spirit put that on your heart because that is how it feels like. Oh. It's almost like we get in. We know we're supposed to go forward in something. Um, it gets very uncomfortable and to the point it feels out of control, mm-hmm. you know, but really that's. That's kind of where God wants us. Yep. And then he meets us there and pushes through. You know, I was talking to Billy one time and something came up, like it was a, a challenge with something. And he just said, this is, this is why a lot of people don't ever get to that point that they know they have the potential to go to or that God's called them to because they run into challenges and uh, they they don't work through it. That's it. And that is to me exactly what you are describing. Um, and in in that there there's got to be a process. Like there's a reason we go through that, and it's probably the perseverance that you know that we don't give up. We build the character. Uh, and then for me, uh, when I get in that place, it's just like that fresh understanding, like, oh yeah, that's right. I can't do it on my own. So, hey, why don't I just quit trying to do this on yes. my own? Time <laughs> of trust, you know, uh, Chuck Yeager, he said he had to trust his plane that he did. I mean, everybody was getting up to 0.9 Mach. You know how close that is to breaking wow. the sound barrier? He said he even got up to 0.946 I mean, it is so close, but you're still not there. And he said, that's when the worst things was happening to his aircraft. And it's so that's when I believe, Karen, people quit because everything is going wrong. Everything. I'm losing money. I don't see this. And people are coming against me. Everything's coming against me. The whole world's against me type of thing. And but you're at point nine, four, six. You're so close. But I believe. So many people quit at 0.946, Karen. And that's a sad thing. And I think that just breaks God's heart because he said, I'm going to take you to this place and it's going to be like sipping lemonade on the front porch. It's going to be it's going to be total rest. You just trust me. We're going to break through this barrier. We're going to break through it. So it's a good thing. Amazing. Wow, Mike. Okay, I'm all fired up. I'm sure all of you listening are fired up. <laughs> That's so good. I think it's such a word in due season. Thank you so much, Mike, for, for sharing that with us today and that encouragement. And 
Uh, I just want to let all of you know, uh, you know, if you've been part of the Wealth Builders family very long, you know, Mike Davis, and he is going to be, of course, at our upcoming event, April 28th to the 30th. And I think that this is the type of thing that we need to hear during this time. And so there is still live stream tickets available. Go to wealthbuilders.org forward slash events. We are also scheduling a business and nonprofit workshop in August. So that will be coming soon as well. Well, Mike, thanks so much again for being a part of this podcast. Do you have any final words you want to share with people? No, I just believe this is going to be a great time. It's I know it's going to be a tough time, but there's going to be breakthroughs, Karen, that we're going to hear great testimonies. And so just don't give up. You're at point nine, four, six. You can push through this because God's with you. He's he's in there with you. So. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. Well, thanks all of you for joining us today. Share this podcast with people if you think it would be a blessing for them. We are um, we're really seeing the podcast grow. Thanks to all of you. God bless you and make it a great rest of the day. Thanks for listening to the Wealth Builders Podcast. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please rate and review the show. If you want to learn more about who we are, visit our website at wealthbuilders.org and check us out on Facebook. We'll see you next time.